Wonka and the Return to Out Bay. The pristine waters of Poissy Blue Bay sparkled under the sun's rays on a bright afternoon. Two friends, Cholur Bint Lahed and Honey Hawk, splashed about in its deep blue crystal turquoise waters. screamed Cholur. Honey was flying fast over the water, then dipping under to dunk Cholur. Cholur wrapped her tail around Honey's wing and brought her into the water with her. Cholur, I'm all thrashes! Gaflunk! Gaflunk! Cholur yelled as she dunked Honey into the water over and over again. Henny somersaulted off of Cholur's tummy and did a headstand in the water. When the two came to the surface and saw how each other looked, they couldn't help but laugh. Henny's feathers were splayed in every direction, and Cholur's fur was all over her face. <laughs> Just then, Cholur saw it. She saw it and flipped a meal. Did you feel that? Feel what? Honey asked with a puzzled look. <laughs> Cholur exclaimed. Cholur didn't have to say much. Honey already saw it. A big, big, thin, headed straight their way. Oh, what a fin! Cholur screamed as she jumped on top of Honey. Honey was sinking under Cholur's weight. Cholur, you have to come down, or else I won't be able to fly us out of here, Honey said as she and Cholur thrashed about under one another's weight. But Honey's words were of no use. Cholur could not calm down. The problem with panicking is that you can't think straight when you panic, you see. Cholur, she pleaded. Cholur bent the head. Right as the fin approached the two friends, it stopped. Cholur, in her panic, screamed, Why are you even here? We never see Kerki Kerki's your size swimming on this side of the bases. The Karki Karki lifted his head from the water and groaned. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. The friends were shocked. They could hardly find words to express themselves. The Karki Karki patted Cholur gently on the head with his pectoral fin and swam away. Wait! What is not your fault? Cholur asked, encouraged by this act of kindness from a creature she previously feared because of its size. The Karki Karki turned to look at Cholur. He turned to Huni as if to say something, but then smiled a weak smile. The kind of smile you do when you want to make it look like everything is okay, even when it's not. Huni tugged at his fin. Why are you so sad? 
The Karki Karki continued swimming away. Honey understood that Karki Karki didn't want to be bothered and so let go of his fin. Sometimes friends just want to be left alone or they don't feel comfortable speaking to you about something. It's important to respect that. But Cholur wanted to know why Karki Karki was so upset and pursued him. Cholur! Don't! He wants to be left alone! You can't try to save everyone! Huni! Maybe we can help! Cholur swam near the Karki Karki and jumped atop his fin. Huni, in a panic, decided to follow them. She couldn't leave Cholur by herself, least of all with a Karki Karki neither of them knew. Honey, I am hungers, and I do not even know where we are, Cholur groaned. It was evening time, and Honey was half asleep. She had grown tired of flying next to Cholur and decided to hitch a ride on the Karki Karki as well. Cholur began smacking the Karki Karki with her tail. Where are you going, and why are you sad? Cholur screamed. <sighs> Cholur, why are we even here? We're out in the middle of nowhere. I don't recognize this part of the ocean at all. And this khaki khaki clearly doesn't want to talk. Cholur sighed. You are right. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> The two friends flew off the Karki Karki as he stopped abruptly. The Karki Karki lifted his head. This is near where I was banished. I want to go home. He wailed. He saw the two friends were struggling in the water, tired as they were, and quickly pushed them with his nose towards the bed of seaweed where they could rest. Cholur could barely lift her tired head up towards the karki karki. What? Wait, what? What your name is? It's Monka. Algablum. Cholur whispered as she shook Honey to try and keep her awake. Why? Why, you said? Honey questioned sleepily. Well, it goes like this. I used to live in Outback. I've lived there my whole life, okay? Well, uh, last week we were getting ready. Yeah, ready to celebrate a fisher's fin day. Okay, mm-hmm. This fisher has a lot of allergies, so the cake we made for him was really special. Oh, yeah. We swam in the ingredients from all over the oceans, okay? It took months, and I mean months, to prepare this cake. Yeah. What would a 
game time of the party, we couldn't find the cake. It was gone. Gone. Oh, just a few crumbs left. So you were banished for a missing cake, sis? Oh, that's not it. Creep listening. An investigation was immediately launched by the family. Yeah, and everyone said I was the last person they saw near that keg, which is true. Why, you? I helped put the lacy sugar tentacles on it. Uh, But I promised them I did not eat that keg. Yeah. Wonka looked at the two friends' faces and became worried. I would never steal that kid. You have to believe me, okay? Wonka pleaded. Sir, they banished you? Honey asked. Well, yes. I was taken to a community council meeting. And... Everyone in the community uh, believe the evidence proved my guilt, so they banished me. The two friends sat there in shock. It was so unfair. How could this innocent Karki Karki be punished for something he never did? Hmm. Who do you think did it? Holler blurted out suddenly. You, I don't know. All I know is that I'm innocent and I want to go back home. The two friends sat in contemplative silence. They had a friend, Gemma June, who knew law well and could help, but they were so far away from her, they didn't even know where they were. Hmm. What? Could prove you innocent, Holler asked. At this point, I feel like everyone is against me. Wonka moaned. When something is meant to be, everything in the world will help you to achieve it, Henny said. Somebody would have to confess to the crime or seen who did it. Holler said. Well, that isn't going to happen. Wonka sighed. Unless the crime happened again, the two friends chimed in. Well, are you a good actor? Holler asked. Oh, my mommy used to say I could get any seal snack. Mm, yeah. Any seal snack I wanted for dinner with these sad eyes I make, like this sea mama. Perfect, Holler grinned. Ooh, those are good eyes, step it! We'll need some octopus ink and a wig, Honey said with a smirk. What for who? You, my friend! It's time to recreate the crime, Henny beamed. But how? I'm so confuzzled. It is time a new Karki Karki comes to Outbay, 
and bakes a special cake for a very allergic fisher, Honey sizzled. Wait a minute, everybody. Uh, what, are you, what are you guys talking about? Seriously? Uh. Wonka pleaded. Honey and Huller grinned at each other. You come back to Outbury in disguise as a baker and make a cake for this very special fishers, Huller said. This time, when the cake disappears, there will be witnesses, Honey proclaimed. Oh, I meowzle! Oh, just meowzle! Calm your body, Honey said soothingly. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to. We just want to help. But I really don't have a choice. Ah, it's the only way. You always have a choice, Huller asserted. You can always say no. We will not be angry at all. Actually, can we hear your decision in the morning, Huller pleaded. I am so sleepers. She said as she plopped into the seaweed and fell asleep. <laughs> the karki karki yelled. The pain! It hurts! I'm in pain! Sometimes when I'm in so much pain, it helps to just sleep it out. A feeling is a feeling after all. Sometimes when I'm really sad or angry, it feels like the world is going to end or my chest will explode. But it won't. You're going to be okay, Wonka. And with that, Honey fell backwards into the seaweed and drifted to sleep. Wonka cried. Why? He wailed, looking into the stars, hoping a voice or somebody, something would come out and answer his cries. Nothing. He cried and cried. Nothing. He wiggled his fins in the water, jumped up and down, and spun around. Still, nothing. But all of a sudden, in a matter of moments, a sense of calm washed over Monka, and he felt cozy. Warm, safe, like you do when your mommy gives you a hug. He looked up at the sky again and slowly closed his eyes, falling into a deep, deep sleep. The next morning, the friends awoke Dungonga's face and deep blue eyes staring right at them. Yahoo! Huller screamed. Honey, startled as she was, rolled right off the seaweed and into the water. Wonka quickly used his fin to pick Honey up and place her back on the seaweed bed. <coughs> All right, Wonka, what are you thinking? Wonka's face hardened. 
Let's do this. It is going to be hard for us to find octopus ink and a wig without knowing where we are, Holler admitted. Well, I have many friends down here, and I also know someone who owns a wig shop. Do you want to come? We can't breathe underwater, Monka. What nonsense! I can order you a sea carriage, or you, you can just lick my fin, yeah, and you'll be able to breathe underwater for at least half a day's worth of sun. Yahoo! The friends yelled. Alablam! I did not! We could do that to enjoy underwater times, Huller yelped with joy. Would I? I don't let just anybody lick my fin, okay? Mm-hmm, Uncle warned. But you are my friends, <laughs> With that, the two friends hopped into the water and licked Uncle's salty fin. Lonka told the friends to hang on tight and placed both his pectoral fins around the friends. Then they dove straight into the deep blue sea. At first, both friends swallowed a bit of water, coughed and spluttered. Lonka cautioned them to be calm and embrace the water since they could breathe it in now. What a sight for the friends! Honey turned to look at Cholor. Their grins were electric. The deep ocean was filled with things the friends had never seen before. Things Nonka was eager to show them. There were electric blue, yellow, and black striped emperor angelfish. Blue karki karkis, broad-nosed seven gill karki karkis, and hot pink sponges. Their first stop was at a rainbow seaweed stand owned by Ilias Eel. Wonka covered his face in the rainbow seaweed field and told the friends to pick a wig out for him. They were close to Out Bay and he didn't want anyone to recognize him. Hello, friends, Ilias hummed. What are you looking for today? Henny smiled. We're just looking around, thanks. Okay, let me know if you have any questions. Of course. There were all sorts of wigs. Ones made of coral, seaweed, seagrass, catfish whiskers. There was long hair, short hair, bangs, curly hair, and every color the friends could imagine. Cholor was quick to pick a short, light pink wig made of seaweed. She flashed it from the store window to Anka, who nodded his head in approval. No, our next stop is Oratile's We can get the ink and anything else we may need there. This journey took the friends to a very deep part of the sea. 
It is getting very dark around here, Kholer said nervously. Well, not much sunlight hits the bottom of the ocean, Wonka reassured her. It... It is harder to breathe here, too, Kholer said. No, no, no. It actually should be easier to breathe down here. <laughs> You're just nervous. Henny smiled at Kholer to try and reassure her as they both clung on to Nonka's pectoral fins for the ride down to Oratile's cave. The sight inside the cave wowed all of the friends, even Nonka. Well, every time I come here, I'm still amazed. Wonka ah. beamed as he eyed the different fish scales on display in the cave, the bright blue and green jellyfish, the sparkles, and specialty inks from all over the seas. While Oratile was still with other customers, Wonka left the cave to hide behind stones and told the friends to pick whatever they liked. Ooh, I want to buy everything. It is so beautiful, Kholer said in delight. I love it all too. I want some of these things for myself, Honey chirped excitedly. No friends, a voice said suddenly. The two friends jumped up in fright at the sight of the octopus. Oratile was a light blue octopus with a wrinkly head, yellow eyes, and long, long tentacles. Neither friend could say a word. They were too afraid. I, Wonka, come out of there. Ooh, but I'm not here. <laughs> well, now you really just gave yourself away. Wonka obligingly swam out with his head held low. Well, nobody can ever hide anything from you, Oratile. You especially. I spotted you from a mile away. And it is not every day I see a feathered friend and a furry creature at these depths. Oratile eyed the dark blue dye and red sparkly fish scales Kholer and Hinny were holding. Now, I won't tell a soul that you're here. I can only guess why you've come to see me. From the looks of what your friends are picking out, I suppose you are trying to be in disguise? Well, yes, that's it, Wonka perked up. I'm going to show all of our bay that I do the truth. <sighs> and should be allowed to live here. Okay. Easy does it, Monka. You never give up, and I love that about you, Oratile said, leaning forward to give Monka a hug. You best be on your way. I don't want anyone to see you. Oratile handed the two friends free samples of neon blue glow-in-the-dark dinoflagellates. This will give you a light show, beamed the octopus. Thank you, the two friends uttered in amazement.
The three friends scurried behind the octopus's cave and began Wonka's makeover. Well, what are you guys thinking? Darker blue skin and a pink wig for starters. Well, don't you think it's better to not stick out? Wonka questioned. The pink wig isn't bright at all. It's very light, like the color of a cloud in the sky. Oh, okay. Huller, maybe we shouldn't give him sparkly red tips for his fins. I reckon that would make him stand out too much. True, true. Henny opened the dark blue dye and started dabbing it on Wonka. Hmm, this is going to take a while, Henny sighed. We have four paws between the two of us. We can do this, honey, Huller said encouragingly. Wonka cautioned them to be careful near his ampullae of Lorenzini. If you didn't know, sharks have a sensitive receptor on their nose that lets them know what's going on around them, called an ampullae of Lorenzini. It was then, as the two friends watched Wonka's face, that they felt guilty. Feeling guilty means feeling like you're doing something that isn't good for you. Wonka felt guilty too. Step, Huller said. What's wrong, isn't it? Wonka ah. questioned. Yes, yes it is. Honey replied. We are not telling the truth about who we are. And I'm putting on a disguise. It's all a big lie, sighed Henny. So what are we going to do? Wonka remarked. The friends sat in silence. Jaggery from Seagrass Bay bakes, Honey said all of a sudden. Huller perked up. Whoa! When I could sit inside the cake! And whoever is eating that cake will get a big surprise when you pop out and catch them, Huller yelped. Whoa! I love it! Wonka ah. screamed. And you already look the pat. We could just add some red spackle scales to you, Henny said as she got the scales out and began dabbing them on Wonka alongside Huller. The friends were ecstatic. And so it was. The trio embarked on the trip to Out Bay to reclaim Wonka's rightful home. Ogabloom, here we go, Huller remarked upon their arrival. She and Honey followed the enormous cake into Out Bay to put on a display at Imbali Bakery. An angel fisher greeted them at the door. Wow, what an enormous cake. How does it float like that? She said while reaching out to touch the tail of the cake. Huller smacked her fin away. Do not ruin the surprise. Oh, 
okay. Well, excuse me. It's just so like so realistic. Like it almost looks like a karki karki swimming inside a cake. Like almost. Jaggery, our friend from Seagrass Bay, is an amazing baker. And you'll have to excuse my friend here, Cholad. She did not mean to smack your hand, Henny said nervously. Well, it's gorgeous, so is it a special order for your allergic fisher friend, huh? Yes, that is exactly it, Cholad answered. Please invite the fisher to come and see it on display. Okay, I will do that for you, the angel fisher replied as she directed the friends where to place the cake and then swam away. Henny and Cholur scurried away to hide so everyone would think the cake wasn't guarded. Later that evening, the friends were all grumbles. I don't think this will work, you guys. Maybe we didn't think this through enough? Who would commit a crime twice anyways? At least you guys get to hide inside the cupcake cabinet. I've been stuck here forever. Lanka said as he began to cry. Shh, Cholur pleaded. After waiting for what seemed like forever, Cholur heard some noise. She looked around and saw that Honey was fast asleep next to her. She opened the cupcake cabinet just a little, and to her shock, she saw a fisher munching on the cake surrounding Lanka. Yowie! Cholur screamed. The other two friends awoke with a fright, especially Lanka. He burst out of the cake, covered in frosting and sugar kelp crystal lace flowers. Cholur and Honey couldn't believe their eyes. He does the same crime twice, Cholur exclaimed. Lanka couldn't believe what he saw. Neither could the fisher who was huddled into a corner. What? How could you? How could you do this to me? Lanka shrieked. Lanka, is that you? The fisher squealed. You are my bestest friend. We were biffly bears. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry won't change what's happened now. I can't even live in my home with my family because you didn't tell the truth. I'm sorry. I wish none of that ever happened to you. Tell the truth. You tell it and you tell it now. But then I'll be banished for doing what I did. No, I won't let them do that to you. Just tell them what you lie. People appreciate honesty, even when it's ugly. Wait a minute. After everything I did to you, you wouldn't let them banish me? No, I don't want to hurt you. But it's going to take a long time for me to trust you again. A very long time. So we won't ever be Biffly Bears again? Not for right now. Do you forgive me? I'm really hurt right now. I can What can I do? What can I do to make things right again? Tell the truth. The next morning, the three friends, along with the fisher, arranged a meeting with the mayor and council members.
The fisher explained why he lied. I really like cake, and I didn't want to wait for everyone, so I ate it, and then I panicked, and I blamed it on Gonka. I lied! The mayor of the town spoke. Gonka, we are so, so sorry. We all owe you a big apology. We thought you were lying, even though the whole time you were telling the truth. We caused you so much pain and did not support you. What can we do? Please, write me a letter saying sorry, okay, and have everyone in town sign it, uh-huh, got it, and don't banish my fisher friend, huh? just have him write me a letter saying sorry, okay, mm-hmm, yeah, clear my record, I want to move past We will do that, I promise. Your fisher friend will have to go away for a long time to truth-telling school to learn why telling the truth is so important, he said as a council member led the fisher away. Now, can we all have cake together? The mayor asked while giving Lanka a big hug. Lanka smiled a big smile. That is the biggest smile I have ever seen you smile, Cholot exclaimed. I'm glad we met, Lanka said. Shall we, Honey and Cholot beamed, while having a group hug and eating squishy jelly jellies from the three-layer sugar lace cake. The end.